What is happening, everybody? Welcome to Harmonic Motherfucking Whiskey Tales. Uh, we're two days late on this fucking Formula One thing because the internet's gone down in my house. It's back today, so I can do it. And it's probably good. It's given me a couple of days to uh, recuperate after a very hectic Sunday of sport. Um, the UK was spoilt for sporting events, in fact. You had the Wimbledon final. You had the Cricket World Cup final, which fucking hell, oh my God. And you had the... Uh, Silverstone Grand Prix. It was um, <laughs> it was stressful, I have to say. Flicking between everything at once, trying to watch everything at once. And then woke up in the morning and watched the rest of the cricket and just freaked out about that. So that was like, I was up at like 7.30 in the morning, the heart racing, watching that. So that was hectic. So well done to the England boys for um, winning the World Cup for the first time ever. That's pretty amazing. Um, I won't bore you with going into that, but if you haven't watched it, give it a watch or watch the highlights it's worth watching it was fucking amazing so yes so what we're going to do today is just summarize the formula one grand prix from silverstone british grand prix it was pretty epic i have to say really good race i called it right hamilton dominated um We'll get back to that though. We'll just go into the results and I'll just talk you through who finished where and then we'll go and summarise through as I've been doing. So Lewis Hamilton, P1, get in there, mate. Fucking excellent. Uh, Bottas, P2. Uh, Charles Leclerc uh, for Ferrari, P3. Pierre Gasly for Red Bull, P4. So that's good he beat Verstappen. Uh, Verstappen was in fact P5. There, uh, we'll come back to why he was P5 and not P3. Um, we had Carlos Sainz P6, who uh, benefited from a safety car massively. We had Daniel Ricciardo P7, finished just behind him by like less than a second. <laughs> so that was pretty close. Uh, Raikkonen P8, Daniel Cuviet, uh, Toro Rosso uh, P9, and Nicky Hulkenberg P10. Uh, we had Lando Norris P11, and then Alexander Albon in 12th, Lance Stroll 13th, George Russell 14th, really good from him, Kubica 15th, uh, Vettel 16th, we'll come back to why he was 16th, um, Perez 17th, Giovinazzi, he crashed, I think there was an issue with the car, I didn't actually confirm what actually happened, but he went off in a certain area and it didn't make sense how it happened, so I think there was an issue with the car, uh, Grosjean P8, not P8, didn't finish either, and neither did Magnussen. They made it to six and nine laps, respectively, and we'll come back to why. If it was me, I'd get rid of both of them out of my fucking team because they're a bunch of fucking idiots. So, yes. Um, let me just bring up... Yeah, I mean, I'll talk you through the race. So, I mean... Oh, I've been a bit loud then. So, yeah, the... um, It started like it was hectic. But I got a really good start and managed to keep ahead of Hamilton. And Hamilton was right on his arse for like the first probably 15, 20 laps. And they were having a really good battle between each other. Like Hamilton almost got past him. They kind of did get past him on a couple of corners and then Bottas came back at him. And um, really hard racing, but very respectable, not forcing each other off the track. No risk of kind of colliding with each other. It was a very good um, example to be set to... A lot of the other drivers down the grid who don't seem to be in the same league as those two when it comes to wheel-to-wheel -wheel racing, or at least having enough respect for each other as opposed to not having any respect for each other, which a few of the other guys seem to have. So, um, so yeah, that was really good. And it, and it was kind of going really well for Bottas. He 
pitted first because he was had the kind of priority of the pit stops because as a lead driver you get to choose or you get to kind of dictate the pit stops whether you when you want to pit and stuff um so he pitted first hamilton went on and did a few more laps on his tires because he could he was feeling comfortable on them and then there was a safety car because we'll go back to Antonio Giovinazzi in the Alfa Romeo coming up to a corner slapped on the brakes and the rear end just slid out on him and he just fucking slid off the track into the gravel traps which is a good reason why we have gravel traps because it causes issues like this um, and they had to get a safety car out because it was in quite a high speed part of the track so they couldn't risk it so uh, so safety car came out Hamilton pitted uh, Carlos Sainz pitted a few other people pitted them because they'd been holding off on their tyres so like Kvyat and Carlos Sainz and a few people so they all benefited really well from it and um, went on to the hard tyre so they were going to go for the rest of the race uh, on that hard tyre uh, Bottas had just come in for medium tyres because he was going to two stop uh, so he still had to choose another tyre to um, race. He still had to come in and get the hard or the soft or whatever. So he was just completely scuppered by that. So not only was he behind Hamilton, but Hamilton had already pitted, got onto hard tyres and was going to just run out and finish the race on those tyres. So he got a bit stitched up there. Um, Leclerc also got a bit stitched up. They didn't pit him. They made a bit of a mistake here, Ferrari. They've been a bit better with their strategy but they kind of fucked it up this weekend they started on the soft tyre which we talked about in the last episode so they didn't get many laps under that anyway and it wasn't that good a tyre they didn't get any real I don't know bonus from the start or anything and they um, yeah they I don't know didn't really work for them and then when they they didn't pit Leclerc when they should have done Verstappen pitted went onto the hard tyre as well and basically leapfrogged him massively um and then yeah it kind of settled down a bit after that but in the lead up to that safety car Gasly not Pierre Gasly uh, Charles Leclerc and Verstappen had a massive ding dong of a battle for many many laps <laughs> it was really tight racing a little bit feisty I think I said this before but Leclerc now he knows how Verstappen is going to race him and he and what he can get away with he was like right and he, he was not kind in the racing at all so they they were battling really hard but it was fair I mean it was fair they didn't push the limit there was one point when Leclerc did sort of force Verstappen off the track but Verstappen was going for a rather cheeky move so uh, Gasly um, not Gasly uh, Leclerc kind of had the right to do that so that was fun um, it's worth watching I mean if you can watch the highlights of the race it, it's a really entertaining race it's worth watching it was very good um, yeah so the, I mean the battle of Verstappen and Gasly Leclerc just went on and on and then it kind of got a bit scuppered by the safety car shenanigans because Ferrari got the strategy wrong but then actually Vettel benefited quite well from that because he came in and got on hard tyres and he was doing really well so then it was him against Verstappen and that came to a head when I think Verstappen was behind Vettel caught up with him they were having a bit of a battle um, Verstappen got past him and then a few laps later Vettel went for a move completely fucked it up went right up the back of him like Verstappen literally got air like he, he went about two foot in the air sideways landed went into the gravel but managed to drive it out same with Vettel Vettel went off and managed to drive it out Vettel's nose was fucked so he had to come in and get a new nose front end on his car 
So that's about a 20 second pit stop pretty much on top of the coming in and out. So he lost about 40 seconds, which just put him to the back of the grid basically because that was after this safety car. So everyone was kind of bunched up. Um, Verstappen luckily didn't have to come in, but there was loads of damage to the car. Apparently the impact when he, because he took, took off and got air and then landed, the impact shook, shook the seat loose. So the seat was sliding around. Every time he braked, it was sliding forward and accelerated. It slid back, and then it was sliding around left and right. It was, um, yeah, it was crazy. So yeah, Verstappen was, um, yeah. He, I mean, he managed to drive the car quite well in the end. He he um, he did a good job to get it um, to finish where he did. I mean, he, he had a bit of damage to the floor, and I think the rear wing was cracked and all sorts of stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't too upset by it. I mean, Vettel admitted a fault and he got a 10-second penalty anyway, but he was at the back of the grid, so it didn't really make a difference. And um, I think what Vettel was trying to do, he he was he thought Verstappen was going to go one way and he went the other and he just misjudged it and he went up the inside and Verstappen went up the inside, basically. And it, there was just, that was it. He kind of, yeah, it happened. So, um Everyone was like, oh, Verstappen, oh, you, you're fucked. It's another mistake. Rah, rah, rah. But I mean, I don't know. It was just hard racing. And he zigged when he should have zagged, basically. And it just it does happen sometimes. And he just got it a bit wrong. It's no real different from what happened in Baku last year with Verstappen and um, Ricardo. Similar sort of thing where they crashed into each other. And Ricardo was expecting, well, a little bit more room left for him. And Verstappen just closed the door and... Ricardo was just fucking going for it and it put them both out of the race. So, But at least, you know, they both managed to finish the race, even though Vettel was a lap down and fucking, yeah, not, 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 not a great day for him. But otherwise, he was going to get like a P3. Like, he would have been on the podium. So, like, potentially, like, or it would have been three, third or fourth and, you know, it would have been a good battle. But so that was a shame because he probably could have left it a few laps and passed him somewhere else. So, you know, never mind. These things happen. The, the Italian newspapers were not kind on him. I think they're a bit over him. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we're only halfway through the year and there's all this talk of him leaving at the end of the year. And I don't, I'm not sure he's got plans to, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly interesting what's going to happen. So, um, so, yeah, what else went on then? Ricardo and Sainz had a really good battle. So Norris and Albon lost out on the safety car quite badly for McLaren and for Toro Rosso. So they actually finished out the points, which was a shame for them. Uh, Nico Hülkenberg should have done better, but he he crashed into Perez, or Perez crashed into him and um, damaged the car. So he lost out then. So that was a bit of a shame for him. But Sainz and Ricardo did really well for a sixth and seventh. Um, so yeah and they were having a really close battle for a long time after the safety car so that was really good um, and Raikkonen, Kvyat and Hülkenberg all got past Albon because Albon was on medium tyres he started on hards or soft or something and so he had to do 20 laps more than the medium tyres could do so I don't know why they didn't just bring him in and put him on some decent tyres and see what he could do they just they did fuck him up a bit and they didn't tell him that he was going to have to do that until about 10 laps into his stint on those tyres and he was just, he actually came on the radio they said oh you're going you're gonna to have to go at the end on these tyres so look after your tyres and he was like well you should have told me that when I started the fucking stint because I've taken life out of them so if, yeah, you have to kind of drive a certain way if you want to get extra life out of the tyres and he wasn't told till too late so they they kind of fucked him. They should have just brought him in. It's only a 20-second pit stop. So if you look at 
where he finished. He was 75 seconds off the lead. Um, and let's see, he was running in seventh, which was 25 seconds further down the road. So, yeah, he could have theoretically pit-stopped, been where he finished, and had 30 laps or 25 laps to come back through the pack because he had really good pace. So, yeah, a bit of a mistake from Toro Rosso there, I think. Um... And what else was there? Okay, yeah, Roman Grosjean and Kevin Magnussen for Haas. They crashed into each other again on maybe lap four or five. Um, it was Magnussen's fault, I think. He was going around the outside, made a dart. Uh, Grosjean didn't see him, kind of was just on the racing line and kind of was doing the normal sort of thing. And uh, yeah, and they just crashed into each other. Both got punctures. I think both got gearbox damage or something because it was like a kind of uh, they kind of sideways crashed into each other and touched wheels. So they both got rear punctures and had to both come in and pit. It lasted a couple more laps, but I think there was just too much damage to the cars. So um, and they're having big issues at Haas. They've lost their main sponsor, who basically tweeted it, which they had no idea. And the owner of the company just was fed up with them and being fucking idiots and just tweeted the thing out and said we ain't sponsoring these dickheads anymore. So that's a, I mean, it's a big hit for them and it doesn't help that they've got these two drivers that just act like immature children racing around a track when they're fucking 12 on a go-kart or something. It's just, they, they just, I don't think either of them are good enough. I mean, Magnussen has got speed. There's no doubt about that, but he's too, his head's not in the right space and Grosjean just can't handle it. He's just not good enough, I don't think. Again, he's got speed, but he just, he can't handle it. If I was um, Gunther Steiner, I mean, the Netflix series from this year is going to be amazing to see all that shit that's going on with them. Like, it's going to be really interesting. And at Ferrari, and it's, it's going to be an interesting year to, to, so I'm really looking forward to that um, season that they're doing. So if you didn't watch the first one, uh, it's on Netflix. It's all about the Formula 1 season last year. Um, so if you're kind of new to it, it's actually quite interesting to watch because it's about all the lower down teams pretty much like because uh, Ferrari and uh, Mercedes didn't get involved in it, but they are this year. So, um, But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, it's just uh, if it was me and I was Haas, the issues they're having with sponsors and the car underperforming and next year I'd get a new sponsor, ditch both their fucking drivers bring in someone good like if they can get Ocon or um, there's some good drivers out there who, who could do with a drive who are kind of trying to get in you know they've you've got um, Sergio Sorokin he's looking for a drive he was good he just had a shit car um, I mean who knows maybe Racing Point Perez might need a seat next year because um, they might be you know maybe George Russell Mercedes might want to get him in that team I mean you just don't know so um, yeah, if it was me, Grosjean and Magnussen, just I'd get rid of them. That's it. Cancel their contracts. Tell them to fuck off, and get some decent drivers in there who are going to actually work together. They're too low down a team to have drivers that are taking themselves out each, who are crashing into each other and being that competitive with each other. They need to understand it's a team. Getting results for the team, points for the team is the most important thing to drive the team forward. Personal results do not matter at this stage. And that sucks for a driver because you want to be winning championships and podiums and that shit. But their car isn't good enough. The team haven't got enough money. There's not enough 
resources and the only way you get that is by getting strong results getting points finishes getting better sponsors more money higher up the table etc 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 but they're never going to do it with those two drivers they're just too inconsistent they're too headstrong they're too they're too immature they're i don't know i don't have to be too critical of this shit but it's so annoying it keeps fucking happening i'd, I'd just get rid of them now i'd just have to go fuck themselves and just bring in there's enough really talented drivers on the grid who are reserve drivers and you've got Esban Ocon, who's good enough to be a world champion, who's just sitting there for, for Mercedes, just twiddling his thumbs. Like, they could get him in there, no worries. And potentially you've got um, Renault could lose both their drivers next year because if Vettel leaves Ferrari, they're getting Ricardo straight away. And there's a clause in Ricardo's contract which pretty much says that if Ferrari want him, he's going. Um, and Hulkenberg, I don't know, they're maybe losing a bit of faith with. And Hulkenberg's been linked with... It might he might have been linked with Haas actually I don't know um, it's any real team I could think that he might be linked with but um, yeah so and Renault kind of want Ocon because I, I think Mercedes I mean I was thinking about this the other day Mercedes need to get George Russell in that car as soon as possible I don't know if I talked about this before or not I might not have done but you've got um, Max Verstappen at Red Bull who's this young driver doing really well and is a potential future world champion you've got Charles Leclerc for Ferrari who they've got in and they're taking a chance on again he's fucking really good and he's getting more and more mature and better and better and better and he's only halfway through his first season in a good car and so you've got these amazing young drivers who are going to be there in the next few years and you know, in five years time it's going to be between them. And unless Mercedes act now and get a young driver like that in their team, who is potential world champion material, of which George Russell is, because remember, he beat everyone in, in F2 and all this shit coming up through the ranks. Like He is fucking good. And he's driving that Williams a lot quicker than it should be going. So and Williams don't want to leave him. Like They came out and said that. They're like, no, we want him in our fucking team because we know how good he is. So um, Mercedes, if Bottas doesn't perform better and it's not like he's performing that bad I mean he beat Hamilton on pole and fucking Silverstone which is a really good fucking I mean it's amazing but he's not getting the race results sort of and, and, and it, this result was really unlucky he probably should have won it although Hamilton might have come past him I mean you just don't know but I don't know I just don't think he's had two years at the team and I don't think he's shown enough potential he hasn't really pressured Hamilton that much I know Hamilton is probably the benchmark but, I don't know, I don't know. If you had George Russell in that car, I think he'd be pushing Hamilton. He really would. He'd be maybe even beating him. I mean, you just don't know. And, you know, Ferrari and Red Bull, and also you've got McLaren, you've got Carlos Sainz and fucking Lando Norris in their team, two other really young drivers who are doing really well, and McLaren are getting better and better as well. God, if, yeah, if Mercedes don't get a team, or don't get a young driver in their team soon, so that in a couple of years when Hamilton leaves and they're not going to have anyone to step in and be good enough in that car to, to compete and they're going to be on the back foot. So they've got to um, they've got to react. They've got to react, I think. Um, so Toto Wolf, if you're listening, it's going to be very hard to do, but you need to get Bottas out of that car next year and get George Russell in it. So I don't know where Bottas would go. They're talking about Ferrari, but then... I don't know. I think Ricardo's got that seat if um, 
oh, who knows? I mean, it's, it could be crazy. And then, and then the run-up to next season, who knows what's going to fucking happen? It all depends on Vettel. If Vettel leaves, it's going to just throw a massive spanner in the works and it's going to get really interesting. But ironically, Vettel leaving Ferrari could be a really good thing for Mercedes because they might want Bottas. And if they get Bottas, then... Um, then who knows? That just opens it up for Russell to go into... You know, Russell could jump into Mercedes. Ocon could go to Renault. Uh, oh, fuck, I mean, I don't know. Hulkenberg's probably going to go somewhere else. And then it'd be, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Who fucking knows? I'm just waffling randomly here. But um, it's worth watching the uh, highlights if you can. Um, it was, uh, it was a really, like I said, it was a really good race. So if you, if you can watch the highlights, then give it a go because it's really good. And also the cricket. If you watch the highlights of the cricket, Excuse me. It was just fucking amazing. Holy shit. What an amazing day of sport. And even the tennis. I, mean, I haven't seen any of that, but supposedly it was a fucking classic. It was like 12-10 in the fucking, or 14-12 or something in the fucking fifth set. So it was like an epic match. Like uh, I think um, Federer had two match points, and oh, it's just mental. Anyway, absolutely mental. So what what a weekend of fucking sport. So so yeah, there we go. Um that was our little roundup of the Silverstone Grand Prix. I don't know if I just waffle too much about other shit, but anyway, it was an awesome thing. Oh, we didn't even talk about this actually. Hang on one second. Hang on. The most amazing thing that actually happened, I think, of the race was Hamilton on the very, very last fucking lap of the race. He was comfortably like 30 seconds in the lead. He um and he was on tires that were 30 laps old. He um, he got the fastest fucking lap, so he got the extra point. And about three laps before, Bottas had come in and got soft tyres, like the fastest tyres you could be on, and got the fastest lap. And then Hamilton was like, oh, I don't fucking think so. So on the very last lap, just went for it, turned the car up, turned the wick up on the car, and got a fastest lap as he went over in, you know, through the finish line for the chequered flag um, on hard tyres, which were theoretically a second a lap slower than the soft tires and not only that they were 30 laps old <laughs> it was just unbefuckingly the team got really nervous about it um what do they say here there's a little quote here uh, we were always talking about tires that don't last and all those kind of things but it was really cool to still have tires left at the end said hamilton who converted second on the grid into a record sixth british gp win uh basically it was like a qualifying lap it was a qualifying lap that i was supposed to do on saturday better late than never he added uh it was awesome uh there's no better way to finish a race just on the edge of your seat and it was definitely the best lap that i've ever had it's just incredible uh, he set on hard tyres, his time of 1 minute 27.3 was a tenth faster than teammate Valtteri Bottas's soft shod attempt, which theoretically is a, a second a lap faster. Uh, Hamilton went on to explain that his engineers weren't so ecstatic about his late dash for an extra championship point. Uh, they're not happy with us doing it, they're nervous as hell because you could spin or make a mistake, but it's acceptable within limits, he said. Um and then Toto Wolf goes on to say, on paper, a 32, 32 lap old, a 32 lap old hard tyre should never be good enough for fastest lap. Um, and then it goes on to say, regardless, Mercedes technical director, James Allison, who's a fucking genius, was astonished by the attempt. And he says, um, well, it's quite breathtaking, isn't it? Uh, the old used hard tyre and fastest lap at the end there is pretty impressive, he said. Uh, Mercedes team boss Toto Wolf 
Wolf, Wolf, Toto Wolf, meanwhile, referred to Hamilton's lap as absurd. Uh, he says, there's a funny context to that because since we have these new regulations with points for fastest lap, the engineers are showing on the Sunday morning briefing that it makes no point to go for fastest lap. There's too much risk. Uh, he continues to say, as you can see, the drivers, uh, and you can see, uh, so as they're saying that, and then he says, and, and you can see the drivers, and they're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, this led to a totally absurd situation because on paper, a 32-lap old hard tyre should never be good enough for fastest lap, but they're just able to pull it out. Uh, so, uh, they, as in the drivers. Uh, Silverstone is the second time this season Hamilton has claimed fastest lap in the race for the DHL Fastest Lap Award. Bottas, Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly also have two, uh, while Sebastian Vettel and Max Verstappen have one apiece. Uh, so it, I, mean, I think it's, I mean, in a really tight season, it could be a deciding factor, which is why I think they want to get it. Um, obviously, Hamilton's, you know, racing off into the lead, but... Um, I'll just give you a breakdown of the uh, where the points are. So Hamilton's first on 223 points. Bottas is second, 184. Verstappen, 136. So that's mental as well. He's ahead of the fucking Ferraris. Uh, Ferrari, Vettel, 123. Leclerc, 120. So Leclerc's come back at Vettel because Vettel's had a few bad races. Uh, Gasly's 55 points. Carlos Sainz, seventh with 38 points. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen... 8th with 25, Norris on for Renault with McLaren on 22, Ricardo for Renault also on 22, Hulkenberg on 17 for Renault, Magnussen for Haas on 14. It's weird, even though they've had a pretty bad season, he's doing all right. Perez and Kvyat 13 12, Albon 7, Stroll 6, Grosjean 2, Giovinazzi 1, and then no points with Russell or Kubica for Williams. So yeah, it's... um. And then if you look at the team stuff, I mean, Mercedes at 407 points. The next closest is Ferrari on 243. I mean, it's just mental. They're going to win this by, you know, just over, well, probably two-thirds into the season they'll win it. So um, so let's have a look at, because obviously McLaren and Renault, are, obviously Renault, are, Renault and McLaren are 60 points, Renault are 39 points. So they, I mean, they're a couple of good results away from catching them up, but they're, McLaren are edging ahead. So I think they're looking pretty strong to finish fourth this year, which is going to be really good for them. Um, Renault need to step their game up. But again, we're not even halfway through the season, so anything could happen. There's still a lot that could happen. So, I mean, Mercedes could just hit a run of really bad form and suddenly Ferrari could catch them up. I mean, you just don't know. So you can't really write people off, but... It's um, with how it's looking now. It looks like Mercedes is going to run off into the distance, but never mind. You know, the, with, if the races continue like this, like the Silverstone one, then it's going to still be fun to watch um, and be part of. So, looking forward to the rest of the season. A couple of good races coming up. We've got. Um, hang on, let me have a fucking look. We got Austria next. Um, which no, no, we just had Austria. What the fuck am I doing? Fucking idiot. No, no, no. Hang on. Fucking oh, stupid thing. Germany next, July 26th to 28th. And then we've got Hungary on the 2nd of August to the 4th of August. And Hamilton is fucking legendary around Hungary. He fucking loves it around there. So that's going to be a, uh entertaining race. And then last year, Germany was as well. It was quite a good race. That was, if you remember, that was where kind of Vettel's run of bad form kind of started, where he just, he was leading the championship and then he went off in the gravel, in the rain, and Hamilton came back and won the whole fucking thing in the rain. <laughs> it was like, and no one really gave him much credit for it, but it was an incredible race and incredible um, performance from Hamilton. So, um, 
So, yes, there we go. Anyway, so, yeah, Germany coming up next, 26th. We'll be back for our weekend of uh, podcast for that this week. Um, I might do what be Wednesday. We've got one on Friday, so that'll probably go up Saturday. Um, we're going to have the unicorn back with one of our friends, so that's going to be fun. I might actually drink, so I'll have to go and get a bit of whiskey. So that will be a proper traditional full-on, full-bang harmonic whiskey tales. Expect swearing effing and jeffing funny stories silly japes and god knows fucking what i've got no idea what's going to happen so there are going to be three of us so it's going to be chaos so um it should be fun though so um yeah tune back in for that it should be a good one and uh we'll be back very soon cheers for tuning in everyone thanks a lot bye